Hey guys, welcome to the Learn Feng Shui podcast, where you'll learn feng shui from a classical point of view, taking out the myth and superstition. So if you're interested in learning feng shui, Chinese astrology, all things Chinese metaphysics, as well as the superstitions and myths that connect it all, you'll enjoy learning feng shui with me. Welcome to today's episode of the Learn Feng Shui Podcast. I'm your host, Candice Berlanga, Certified Feng Shui Practitioner, Red Ripper Professional with International Feng Shui Guild. So today um, we're going to talk about a topic I think that is pretty important. For February, I really wanted to focus on the topic of love and relationships, but what is more important than our relationship with ourselves? So I want to focus on the topic of self-love and self-acceptance. I think I have the perfect guest to join me today. Today joining me is Christy Stanglin. So Christy is an international retreat leader, author, lecturer, and private meditation coach for busy women. She's the founder of My Paravita Circle, an online meditation membership program designed to help busy women find balance, wellness, and contentment in their daily lives. For nearly 20 years, she's helped women create opportunities for professional success and personal fulfillment through self-development programs, including meditation, personal development, and wellness retreats, as well as feng shui. Christy is a certified Gene Keys guide and Miracle Choice facilitator for guiding personal transformations. She's also an eccentrics instructor, helping women at any stage of life move their muscles and joints more easily through a focus on balance and stretching. In addition, she holds a diploma in mindfulness studies by the NLP Center for Excellence and completed a three-year BTB Feng Shui master's training program. This education transformed her life and now she's passionate about sharing it with others by offering practical techniques and inspiration for bringing joy, adventure, and a sense of calm to our clients' lives. Welcome, Christy. Thank you, Candice. It's great to be here. Yeah. So today, um, kind of, you know, when we connected, we wanted to focus on the topic of self-love and that is something you do through your meditation. Um, and, and just in all kinds of ways, the gene keys, you know, just kind of working, uh, through all of that, you know, you're, you say here that you, um, you know, help a busy woman find balance and wellness and contentment. How did you kind of uh, migrate towards, uh, that I suppose is is what I'm wondering. Well, I would say that you know we like to teach what we're, we're looking for, or what we also you know want to learn more of. And I, I was one of those you know busy executive women you know working on Wall Street, and I, but having everything on the face of it, you know, looking, I had my, you know, beautiful husband and children and a great job and had, you know, a lot of people underneath me, but yet I was missing something, but I, I just didn't know what it was. And it really put me on sort of this seeker's path. And when I was, um, quit my job on wall street, that allowed me to sort of get into meditation. I kind of just fell into it and put me on the path of self-development classes and eventually feng shui and eventually, you know, leading meditations. And I have found what a wonderful experience that has been and how fulfilling that has been. And I know, so kind of going back to, you said you worked on Wall Street. That's another thing too. That was something we didn't even um, discuss in your bio, you had a whole nother life before starting your work with, um, just, 
the self-development and feng shui and everything. Yes. So my parents were both accountants. They were both, you know, grew up in the depression and it was very clear, said or unsaid, you know, you will be an accountant. And that was what I ended up doing. I ended up going to school, becoming an accountant, just because that was, you know, what I was really told was a way to become successful. And I'm a type A person and I want to succeed. And I just thought that that was going to be the answer and the way that I was going to feel incredibly fulfilled and found that, yeah, not so much. And so it was this long discovery process of, you know, you, you have to have a certain amount of money to be happy. But after you reach a certain point, you need a lot of other things. And I'm just so I feel so thankful that I was able to find those with the self-development work that I've done and that I now teach to others. If you told me 30 plus years ago that I was going to be, you know, running retreats and leading meditations and doing uh, the work with the gene keys, I would have been, I would have laughed. I would have been like, no, no, that's all woo woo and weird. And I would not have a part of that. And so it's just interesting how you slowly, when you have these things happen to you and the synchronicities that happen and all of a sudden things change and you're like, oh, you have a new lens of, of viewing what life is like and how life might work differently than what you thought it did when you were in your 20s. I feel like my 30s is a dis was a discovery time, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> that was the time yes, where I, think I really it is for felt most like there's something us. more. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Our 20s is like almost like survival mode, maybe having children, having a, you know, young, young little ones, maybe being freshly married, right. you know, newlyweds. And so it's just like, we're learning how to life, you know, in 30s, it's like, it kind of slows down, at least for me, it did. And, uh, you know, kids are a little older, you know, and then you know, right. kind of going through like, you know, what do I, what do I want to do next? And that's kind of how I discovered feng shui too, but, but yeah. And so you started with feng shui. Well, I actually started with meditation. So when I quit my corporate job, I, I, I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. That was the one thing I knew because my parents, although they were accountants, were also entrepreneurs. And so I read a book, something called like 12 Secrets of Creative People. And I was, it was a woman who'd gone off and interviewed all these different women and how they got their, you know, creativity and thought about it. And so I was like, I'm going to read this book and figure out the secrets to creativity. And one of them was sit quietly for five minutes a day. That was just very difficult <laughs> for a type A person. I was like, I can't do that. But I'm very tenacious. And so I'm like, I am going to do this. And I really do feel like that was the very first step of leading me down this path of self-discovery and towards the gene keys and towards uh, feng shui. And so we mentioned gene keys, we've said that, but we haven't actually talked about what gene keys is. And it's one of the ways you help lead women through uh, this uh, area of like personal development and self-discovery is using something called the gene keys. And so let's, let's talk about what gene keys are. So the gene keys I came across during the pandemic, uh, a wonderful mentor of mine had mentioned it to me and I went onto the site and they, it was uh, founded or the, the per person who brought it into this world, his name is Richard Rudd. 
And he basically had these downloads about the I Ching related to um, different spheres. And the, the whole idea that we have 64 genes in our body and there are 64 hexagrams in the I Ching. And so it, it be, based on our birth data, we can have different um, aspects that are stronger than others. And the whole idea is that those aspects that are stronger can have a shadow, a gift. Well, they do have a, a shadow, a gift in a city. And the shadow is what we maybe don't see in ourselves and it messes us up. It trips us up. It's kind of that self-sabotage that we have. And so just taking a little teeny look at that and bringing that into our awareness can move us into the gift, which is where we're in a much more expansive, higher vibration, feeling you know much more at peace. And then there's the highest expression, which is the city, which is, you know, nirvana. <laughs> and, and maybe we get little glimpses of that. But I found it to be such a wonderful unlocking for me, even though with all the self-development work that I had done and all of the feng shui, that this was a really wonderful way where synchronicities just started happening left and right. Yeah, and I always think of synchronicities as just a little nod from the universe telling you you're on the right yes. path. I love seeing your synchronicity. Uh, kind of before we started, we talked about the year of the dragon bringing more synchronicity and, and stuff like that. And I really, I've already feel like I've been yeah. experiencing that. It's been very strange, just kind of off topic, but I've had really weird synchronicities happen over the past couple of weeks. <laughs> so Gene Keys is a system that suggests that each human has a unique combination of genetic markers or these Gene Keys, and there's 64 of those. Is that correct? Okay. Yes. And then, uh, yes. then we have the 64, um, uh, hexagrams within the divination system of the I Ching. And so it kind of matches those up to the gene keys and you're able to, I guess, kind of meditate on those. You're able to kind of contemplate and think on those. Yes. And so he's taking each one of those hexagrams and that the, the hexagram information, you know, the book of changes, which is, includes the, the I Ching and all those 64 hexagrams, he's taken those, but he's kind of turned it into more modern language and related to the to the person and to a certain sphere. So there are these different spheres based on your birth data. And I guess, you know, the, way, the reason we connected is one of the sequences is the Venus sequence within the Gene Keys, which is all about looking at your relationships of yourself and with others and looking at that shadow that can happen that might be prominent within your Venus sequence of how you might be, you know, running into issues with relationships to yourself, to others. Yes. And so looking at the v Venus sequence, you're able to kind of look at um, different patterns and stuff like that. I know as humans, we kind of create these patterns in our lives of, um, I, I mean, I think we see it time and time again. I know you've probably come across clients that tell you like, you know, maybe they want to improve their relationship or maybe they want to find a partner, but they keep experiencing or maybe even dating the same type of person. You know, I feel like that's very interesting because it's very much, you can you can tell there's a pattern uh, there of maybe, uh, you know, different different things, right? Maybe choosing the wrong person or maybe we're, you know, self-sabotaging right. or, you know, there's those things. And so by looking at the gene keys in that Venus sequence, we're able to see those patterns. Exactly. And the Venus sequence also is, is kind of this mirror 
of we're able so you know as we you're talking about those patterns that we have and we can't see them basically what what the venus sequence is saying is like look look at those relationships because if there's a relationship that's really hard that you're having a hard time with this person or if there's somebody that really drives you crazy a lot of times that can be a relative <laughs> or it can be a spouse if there's that person, that is the perfect relationship to contemplate and to look at because there's something within yourself that you're not happy with. And so that, you know, and I, and I find having that knowledge now for me is that if I can have a lot of compassion now for people who drive me, you know, that, that I might not even know, but I read about them in the news and I get all irritated about them. But it's like, if they're very critical of someone, if they're acting out, you know, that they're, they're saying those same things to themselves. It's really, if they know it or not. Oh, that's very interesting. I didn't even think about that. So, but that is true. We verbalize our self-talk, right? But maybe we yes. project that onto other people. Yeah. Very yes. interesting. And and yeah. especially if somebody if somebody's bothering you of really looking at that and saying, how could I relate that back to myself? What is it that I'm not maybe not liking about myself that I'm suddenly like, yeah, reflecting that, you know, deflecting that all on that other person. Yeah, very interesting. I see it all the time too when people get upset about uh, maybe politics or things, you right. know, world events. And those are very much things that are out of our sphere of control, you know. Um, yes. But we can choose to, again, I think reflect. What is your, I guess, what is your advice for that when people, you know, because I think, you know, we tend to do that. You know, we look at this stuff going on and sometimes maybe we'll, we feel helpless, you know, but what, what do we right. do in that case, you know? Turn the TV off, I suppose. <laughs> Well, I, I would say, because I do have a couple of clients that are way, you know, they're, they're just watching the news and they just want to talk about the news and they want to be angry about the news and the politics and everything. And I do say, well, first off, think about, think about who is promoting that. I mean, t you know, media wants us to get upset about stuff, right? They, you know, they, or they, they're constantly promoting hurricanes <laughs> or or other things that um to, to get people to read and to follow and and they're hitting those triggers so one is to to limit your media i mean i don't think people should put their heads in the sand at all you need to know what's going on but you don't have to keep reading the same thing over and over again or or watching as much news that you know, sometimes I'll be in an airport and they're looping the news over and over again. And it's like, I have to go move because I can't listen to it anymore. So, um, but I, I do think the best advice though, is to really do look at your opinions, to stand back from them and see how you might be more compassionate. And I think that is, is what needs to happen in this polarization that's happening across, um, it, it, not only the U.S., right, that's so much everywhere, is that people have to start understanding and looking at the other person. Yeah, I think we're, I mean, we're very much a self, 
centered as people, you know, we kind of relate everything back to us and, uh, you know, we think everything is about us, but not necessarily. And so I do think, so when you're looking at that Venus sequence, you can actually see though, um, the, you said the shadow traits, let's talk about those shadow traits since we're talking about kind of the more, I guess, negative thinking within our own, um, right. you know, within our own, um, minds, I suppose, or in, re in regards to relationships and other people. Um, so right. there's the shadow, uh, part of us. Yes. Yes. And so for an example, I thought, um, so that the real heart of the Venus sequence is gene key 22 or hexagram 22 and the shadow of hex of hexagram 22 is I, I think he uses the word dishonor. And if you listen to what he has to say about dishonor, he's talking about the, the critical self-talk that we say to ourselves. That we don't even maybe notice that we're saying to ourselves, but that is a way of that we're dishonoring us ourselves as perfect beings. And I, I know that I certainly catch myself many times, you know, saying little things that are, are not a positive uh, thing to be saying to myself, but I wouldn't say to my best friend. Yeah, you're right. We wouldn't say that stuff to our friends. Why, why do we say it to ourselves, you know? And so then, then the next part of the sequence, um, so it goes for the shadow and then the, the next part is is the gift and the gift. so the gift um when when you stop dis well when you when you bring into awareness that maybe this negative self-talk that you're saying to yourself or you might be dishonoring yourself and just taking a, a bit of a look at that you move into graciousness and and that's being you know incredibly graceful with yourself of, of treating yourself like you would your best friend like saying those things where you're accepting and you're you're falling into that um, pattern. And, and when you're doing that, and it, the, the beauty of the Gene Keys is, and the theory behind it is actually, it, it's a way of enlightenment. And so you actually are changing your, your genes. So it's not like, you know, I, I don't know if you've ever gone to some self-development course where you learn to do something new and, you take it home and you use that tool for a while and then it just kind of goes by the wayside and you sort of forget it. And then, you know, maybe the old habit comes back or something like that. This is actually, you know, once you've had that just little look and, and had that contemplation and had that aha moment, you're changed. Like you're not going back. Yeah, that's true. Cause I, I do feel like a lot of people, and even like I like I said, I do the, the Chinese astrology, the Batsa. Um, I do feel like a lot of the stuff, you know, we may have these pre-programmed things. I kind of compare it to computer software, right? So we have these pre-programmed softwares yeah. that kind of come in, you know, and but we can upgrade our software as time goes on, you know, and we right. can do cool, cool things with the new software, right? And so as people, you know, I think the awareness is like a software upgrade, if that makes sense, you know. <laughs> It's like upgrading to the next iOS or whatever, <laughs> you right, know? Right, and so right, it's right. not that there's, you know, this continual thing you have to do, but it's that we are, can recognize those patterns of behavior, the self-sabotaging or the, you know, the, the criticalness or whatever. And yeah. Um, and yeah, and once we recognize that, it, yeah. 
it when when you you know when you recognize those patterns and where you're judging yourself and you're you brought that into your awareness you will tend not to judge others as much i don't know if this has ever happened to you but the, it, i always say my mother-in-law was my best teacher because you know she could just push my buttons left and right and then it was just like it wasn't until i started to do this work that i realized that i i had tools and ways to counteract and i my energy changed and as a result of my energy changing her energy changed and all of a sudden for whatever reason i don't know she wasn't do she she wasn't bothering me anymore have you had that experience? Oh yeah, yes. So I, me and my husband, <laughs> just I'll just be you know. I love him to death. I love him so much, uh, and we've been together for you know we're we're basically childhood sweethearts, you know. <laughs> but uh -huh. when you have known someone that long, you you know you butt heads and everything. Yeah. And there was a time where it was very, uh, you know, um, you know, uh, rocky, you know, very rocky, um, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a few years ago, and. Um, yeah, but a lot of it was me, you know, I, I really had what I did, honestly, kind of going back to that self, you know, awareness type thing. I was I, I one day I just was so tired of it. I was like, I'm tired of arguing, tired of, you know, I don't I don't want to feel like this anymore. I'm tired. I'm tired of this and I can't change him. Yeah. I'm not going to leave. You know, I don't want the marriage to end. Right. <laughs> and so yeah. Yeah. Um, I was like, let me let me just do something for myself. I don't want to feel you know, like this victim in my own life. Right. You know? Right. And so, um, I actually, I, I, I'm an audible listener. I love audible books. And so I actually downloaded the book, um, from Louise. Hey, uh, I think it's called, you can heal your life. I believe. Oh yes. Yeah. Yes. You can heal your life. And in doing that, I was, I actually went back through a lot of childhood stuff and kind of mm -hmm. realized like the patterns, um, of, uh, maybe like communication and conflict, you know, that, that were between me and my mom and my dad, you know, yeah. 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 And that really made me think like, I've created these patterns of, you know, this miscommunication and, you know, I mean, right. I can only do my end, but this is, this is what I was creating on my end. You know, I wasn't right. You know, we are I had great parents, but they didn't teach me emotional intelligence. You know what I mean? And so, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, I mean, they were great, but you know, they're old fashioned, you know, <laughs> Well, you know, just, yeah, you know so they were doing yeah. the best they could, right? Like, yes, you know, yeah. that just wasn't something people were talking about or doing or, you oh, know. No, no for yeah, sure. Yeah. I, I came from this stoic Norwegian family, but it's mm -hmm. interesting you bring that up because the, so, you know, it, the Venus is a sequence and there are these different spheres and one is emotional intelligence and looking at that sphere and looking at where your shadow is. And then there is the IQ you know, they were developed during different points in time of your childhood. So you are look, going back and looking at that. And, and once you take responsibility for you, right, and you talked about being a victim, it's all about not being a victim anymore, because you're just being responsible for everything. But it's interesting how that then changes the dynamic with another person. And they're not even, you know, was your husband listening to the book also or? No, um, you know, he was oh, kind of doing his own thing. He, he, he felt like he had an, I feel like he had another, um, I can't remember what it was. He went through some kind of meditation too. Cause he was also feeling tired of feeling, 
you know, the mm -hmm. way he felt, you know, right. and I think as, as we get older, we're both, you know, passing 40, we're past 40 now, but <laughs> at that time we were passing yeah. 40 and, you know, yeah, I really feel like the, the, you know, older you get, I think the more you really look at like the inner, inner happiness, you know, kind of like we, yes. we talked about. Yes. Mm -hmm. But I do think that is so um, fascinating. And, and, you know, one of the keys to the Venus sequence is the whole idea that you, it doesn't need to be done with the partner. You do, you do the work and either the partner is going to change because you're changing and that whole energy is changing, or they may leave and you may both just decide to leave. It may be one of those conscious uncouplings or whatever, but it's not, it's kind of like you, you, you know, he's a big, uh, Richard Budden writing this Venus sequence, he's a big, big proponent of people staying together because again, that's where you get, that's where the transformation comes from is working on the relationship. And so the next step in that sequence is called the city and it's spelled um, S-I-D-H-I. Is that correct? Yeah. S-I-D-D-H-I. Oh, D-D-H-I. Yes. Yeah. Sanskrit yes. word. And you kind of uh, talked about that being like a nirvana type experience. So when we've gone through our shadow, we've gone through, you know, the awareness and the the gift, right? And then so the next right. one is nirvana. So what does that look like when that's kind of achieved? And that's not really um, something that you are in all the time. Is that something oh, no. that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would say no. I, I would say, you know, you're kind of lucky when you get little glimpses of that. And so in, in this, um, in Gene Key 22, Hexagram 22, the city is grace. So, and grace, I'm getting big chills on this. It's just one of those moments where you just really feel like you've been touched, you know, touched by something way bigger than yourself and I, I mean I've had a couple of those experiences um one was I when my daughter was uh I'm probably like six months three months something like that uh we had St. John the Divine in New York was in our neighborhood and they were looking for a Mary and Joseph to be in their big play and so we at the evening you know uh church event and so we they asked if we would do it and my husband said I'll do it if there's no donkey <laughs> and of course we show up and there's the donkey <laughs> anyway uh, that's just a little aside um I was standing there and you know did the procession up to the to the main area and I was you know, sitting there holding my daughter. And I just had this overwhelming feeling of being touched by grace. And it's so hard to explain where you just feel like your whole body is just expanded and, and this feeling of incredible, incredible peace. And last year I had an experience also, um, where I done, I did this, I was participating, um, in a Valentine, Valentine, it was a year ago, almost a Valentine's day event. And I was doing one part and then this other woman was doing breath work, which I had never really done before, but you're almost like hyperventilating and your hands start to feel incredibly like they're growing. And somebody, yeah. you know, had, had said, you really go to this different plane. And I had this experience where I felt like my mother was coming. She's now passed and just gave me this incredible hug. And it felt this incredible 
unconditional love. And I just started weeping. And I am not, I am a stoic Norwegian. I am not a big crier whatsoever. And it was just like the tears were just flowing down my cheeks. And it wasn't until the next day, and I was recounting this to my husband. And I said, I feel like I was touched by grace. You know, that, and, and so I guess just sharing those are just kind of those little fleeting moments of where you're just feeling this incredible peace. And do you feel like um, we experience more of that, I suppose? Because I do feel like a lot of that, you do have to be in like maybe a meditative state or you have to do the breath work or you have to do, you know, it right. is very much um, a, a maybe even like a, it's, it's some work to get there, to get to that, met, you know, that, that state where you can block yeah. everything out and experience that to, at least to me, I'm, maybe some people can do it a little easier, but do you feel like it's a little easier to achieve sometimes when you've gone through and done some of the work and you're, you know, you've looked at your own, you know, shadow side and everything like that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that is, um, what you know kind of the point of this is that when you and you it's interesting because of course we always want to focus on that shadow and the idea is spending like 10 percent on that and then the rest really on the gift and looking at the gift yes. and how that you know contemplating on that um and then to, to me it's just like letting the city happen but i do feel like you kind of need to do the work to get to those glimpses of the city or even maybe experience it more. Yeah. I always feel like I've, I've have to be able to block things, you know what I mean? Block out the external. I am a thinker. Yeah. And so my thoughts are always racing and have to like, you know, it's meditation can be quite hard for me. <laughs> it really can. Yes. Yes. I, I totally get it. I mean, I'm a type A person and I have that brain that, uh, you know, chatters away. So that is why I feel like, you know, my the meditation that I do, I, and when I train people, I tell them just three minutes. That's all you have to do to just start. Oh, I could do three minutes. I'm good with that. Yeah. And, and that's what everyone says. Yeah. I could do, <laughs> do three minutes. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I could do that. Yeah. Yes, for sure. And, you know, I guess I think one time, you know, the one time that I do feel like I can block out my thoughts is I actually do um, like aerial yoga with a hammock. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Oh, that is the one time where I can like, I'm solely focused on my physical, you know, holding myself yeah. up, you know, uh, you know, um, crunching my abs or, you know, holding my, you know, and so it's, you know, yeah. and same with like yoga and, and you talked about earlier about, um, uh, Qigong. And so, yeah, d definitely yeah. during, and, and even, um, uh, what is the one where they do the, you know, they do the very There's slow motion. Tai yeah. Tai Chi. Tai yeah. Chi. I, I do feel like those are very much a, yeah, a kind of a contemplative, mm -hmm. even running yes. yeah. get into that, that. Oh yeah. Zone. Yes. My sister does CrossFit and she says during CrossFit, she's just so focused on it. She, yeah. So physical activity can definitely, I think, put you in kind of a meditative state. It's very, can be yes. very relaxing. Yeah. And so yeah. you wanted to lead us on a meditation. And so before we do that, I think I'm going to have you. So you actually have a meditation group where you work through uh, the Venus sequence. Um, so tell us about that. And then uh, I'd like to dedicate the re the the last part of, to the meditation because um, we we'll okay. probably want to you know take off your shoes and uh, have those those three minutes right right <laughs> over <Right>. life. <laughs> well, so um yeah, so you touched on on a good thing. So the first is I have the My Car Vita Circle, which is the online membership, which people could sign up at any point in time. It's fifteen dollars a month. 
there's so many resources in there. I do online, um, live online meditations in the mornings. Uh, we do them in the afternoon. We go, we have a theme for each month. This month is the heart coming up in February is the heart sutra. So we dive into that. Uh, then there's also the Venus sequence, which is starting at the end of February. So that's on uh, Tuesday, February 27th in the evening Eastern time. And that uh, sequence, I think, runs until about June. We we meet once a month. So I will be guiding a Venus session. Awesome. And you do, I know by the time this airs uh, or this is live, I suppose um, you'll, you'll have already done it, but you also do um, some different stuff. So if people want to find you, they can go to your website, which I'll link below. And that's myparvita.com. Yes. And there are um, under there, there are workshops that people can sign up for. There are retreats uh, that are all full right now. They're all sold out, but I'm working on 2025. That sounds amazing. Yes. So go check out the website. And uh, again, everything will be linked below if you want to, um, you know, get in contact with Christy. So I'll, we'll have all in her information linked in the show notes. All right, guys, we'll go ahead and take a little bit of a pause here if you're driving or if you are listening and passing and you want to come back to this point. Uh, go ahead and pause here. I do suggest also that you maybe kick your shoes off and grab a pen and paper or open up your notes app in your phone because she's going to have us jot a couple things down. So let's enjoy this lovely guided meditation with Christy. So okay. basically we're just going to take six minutes okay. or what I'm going to call a, a self-love meditation. Mm, nice. And so the first, um, let's say two minutes, I'm just going to give you some prompts for you to write down. So okay. the, the first, let, let's just start by taking, maybe closing your eyes, just coming down. You know, we've been in our minds, we've been talking away, been thinking, let's just kind of get into our bodies. Let's start by taking a deep breath in. And a slow release. The second deep breath in. And release. And a third deep breath in. and release. Okay, and I'm just gonna ask you a couple questions, just a couple prompts, whatever comes to mind. So I'm gonna ask you to just write down one thing that maybe your inner critic says to you. And you can write more than one thing if there's something you've got. Just it's just a time to do a, a brain dump. And here's another prompt. Maybe a criticism that someone has said to you that you just 
you, you've incorporated that you couldn't let go of? And it might even sound silly, but just write it down. And one last prompt is maybe a New Year's resolution or a goal that you created for yourself. I'm gonna ask you to just take a look at what you've written, everything you've written, and we're just gonna pick one, one of them to work with. For today. So just see what jumps out, what's calling you. Is it something that you say to yourself every day? Your inner critic? Is it something that somebody said? Maybe it's something in your New Year's resolution that's kind of a critical, being critical of yourself. Let's now move into meditation. And again, I invite you to close your eyes and maybe you wanna put your hands on your heart. We're gonna focus on our heart. And closing the eyes, really dropping into the body, relaxing the face, shoulders, Moving down and relaxing the chest, the back, noticing the hips, making sure that your feet are grounded on the floor. Let's continue dropping in. A deep breath in, slow release. And turn your attention to your heart. Just notice this heart space. And I invite you with your mind's eye to just imagine this space getting stronger and growing, becoming incredibly vibrant. Maybe there's a beautiful pink light just starts to grow within your heart space. And again, let's take a deep breath into the heart. And then I invite you to say to yourself three times, I am enough. 
And you can just say it to yourself silently, or you can say it to yourself out loud, whatever feels right in this moment. I am enough. I am enough. I am enough. And then I invite you to say to yourself three times, I choose love. I choose love. I choose love. I choose love. Another deep breath in, slowly release. And then I invite you to say, I am love three times. I am love. I am love. I am love. And a deep breath in. And a slow release. I invite you to open your eyes and look at what you wrote. The, the one sentence that, you know, had popped out of you. And just write down how you can say that with love. What would you say to a friend? How would you word it differently? What encouragement might you give them? Give yourself a hug. I know you are love. <laughs>